Eurus here in the host of the hour. First to follow the fox named Neve, with books laid before the bear named M, to read and retire around the long fire. Good evening. I just woke up again. <clears throat> yeah. I woke up to the news that Henry Kissinger is dead, which was nice. Couldn't yeah. have happened during a work day, so I could at least get like a boost of energy to get me through the rest of my shift. Had to happen on a Wednesday night where nobody fucking cares, but you know it's still nice. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? We're we're back. You had to make Thanksgiving dinner last week, so we didn't record, yeah. which is pretty good because this week I had to edit a normal mapping uh, and uh, didn't want to. If I had put together Alpha, it would have been a real bad beat in my week. Yeah. Ah. Uh, how was Thanksgiving dinner? It was good. Uh, why didn't you send me a plate? Because um, probably all of the food would spoil before it got there. Just because that's true doesn't mean I don't feel sad about it. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably send you cookies for you. I know, they're really good. Yeah. This is the secret. Your cookies <clears throat> are very good. Yeah. Um... They're all like old world and uh, you can't buy cookies like that in a store. They're nice. Yeah. Especially the, the Leibkuchen that I make. Um, because I also like the recipe I have is like old recipe too. So I have to get potash to make them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they like age for at least a month. Like the dough does before it cooks. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Um. And whenever you buy the the store bought Leibkuchen, I mean it's not like bad, but it's like there's just not the same like kind of general moisture and like the the texture isn't quite there because it's all been normal and it's like usually like super coated, like there's just sugar all around it, mm-hmm. um, in order to help like you know keep it good. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I forget how many different cookies we sent last time, because... I don't remember. Yeah. Because Emily and I always make a lot, but not all of them ship that well, you mm-hmm. know? Some of them would probably break down pretty quickly, um, or, like, need to be refrigerated. Kind of, you know, they can sit out for a little bit, but, like, if you've got, like, a bunch of jelly in there, you probably shouldn't just, like, put it in the mail for a few days. That's true. Um, yeah, we, we had quite the feast. Um, it was pretty good. I didn't have to make the turkey. Autumn always makes the turkey now, which is nice. Yeah, I just don't have to worry good. about it. I, I, we did not have turkey. We had Chinese food. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause I'm not making a fucking turkey for myself. I'm the only person in the house who likes turkey and it's seemingly impossible to get a single person's amount of turkey. Yeah. Yeah, we got a small one this year and it was like 10 pounds. Yeah. So I couldn't eat 10 pounds of turkey before it went bad if I tried. I like yeah. turkey, but that's too much food. Yeah, you if you're like doing a single thing, you just got to do like a Cornish hen or something. And it, yeah. Which, it's not the same as turkey. It's, it's not so the good. Same as turkey. But Yeah, but like I could just get some <clears throat> chicken if that's how I feel about it, you know. Yeah. Um Cornish hen's just a fancy chicken. Yeah. Uh Anyway, we're here to talk about the Nibble Onion Lead, where uh, motherfuckers who sow are about to be motherfuckers who reap. Yeah. And by that, I mean Gunther, mostly. 
<laughs> um, I mean, Siegfried also. Yeah, no, Siegfried's the one who's like going to eat shit about it. But Gunther <laughs> in this, be- there is a moment here where he is the most flop sweat man in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Um, I I guess we can just start going through. I mean, yeah, chapter thirteen. There's like not too much here. No, these uh, this week short reading, very yeah. short reading. Yeah, and chapter thirteen in particular is like them arriving. So you just get like all the descriptions of the stuff, like you know them going to greet them and the unloading, and you know. Yeah, Siegmund uh, Siegfried's father also went with them, which yeah. seems relevant because <clears throat> they're like, oh, he never was ever a king been foisted so much woe as going along on this stupid voyage. <laughs> Um, all the description of like everybody getting off the boats and everything is like Siegfried's right. Moving your whole household to like another place to like have a party sounds like it sucks. Yes. Um, and there's a whole thing where they like everyone's getting together to go meet them, and uh, and Brunhild's like, "Why are we riding out to meet him? He's just a guy." Yeah, he's one of your vassals. Why? This is what we do for kings, basically. Yes. Um. <coughs> and so uh, the point comes to it where the queens are just hanging out and they're great friends um, until uh, Brunhild's like, you know, what about the fucking money that we're, we're owed? Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> um. There's also I forget the exact thing that like starts it all off. I it's I think it's like basically just them talking about whose guy is better. Yes, like, yes, they are. Yeah. They are literally. Uh, there's a whole thing where it's like, um, Kremhild's like, oh, this is this is the most never have so many splendid two most more splendid men sit together, and Brunhild's like, oh yes, but you must, uh, it, you know, you must say that my husband's best because he's the king, and uh, you need to acknowledge that he's the best king. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, my husband is also a king and is the equal of your brother. And she's like, no, 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 that's not how any of this works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, you, he is Gunther's vassal. He, he, they came to me in my house as he was Gunther's vassal. And she's like, my brothers would not give me away to a vassal. How dare you? Yeah. Um, and it's also just like a, you know, it, in a way that makes sense if like one person's being like, no, your, your king husband is actually a vassal to mine. It's just being like, mine is so much better than yours as well. Yes. It goes from equal to like, no, Siegfried is like clearly way better than Gunther. Um, but we also get this, this great moment here, um, where, uh, Creamhild says, uh, how can my, uh, noble brothers have had a hand in my marrying a liegeman. I must ask you in all friendship, Brunhild, if you care for me uh, kindly to stop saying such things. And then where's the part with the, oh, it goes on. I feel like there's another page. Oh, here. Um, <clears throat> where Creamhild calls Brunhild a uh, uh, paramour of, yeah, uh, so you first, know. First, she basically like, uh, Creamhild like challenges her. She's like, ah, if you continue to do this, um, everyone must witness this challenge on my honor, and we're going to have to make this official. And she storms out and gets all her women together, and then they go at each other once again. Yeah. In public. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then during this thing, where they're going back and forth, um, there's this whole part where um, 
So Creamelt says, uh, how could a vassal's paramour ever wed a king? Like, basically, like, if you're calling my husband a vassal, then, like, you're also degrading yourself because you're this vassal's paramour. And the queen's like, wait, what? Me, a paramount? Paramour? What are you, what are you talking about here? Uh, and then Creamhild, uh, I call you unanswered, Creamhild. My dear husband Siegfried was the first to enjoy your lovely body, since it was not my brother who took your maidenhead. Where were your, your poor wits? It was a vile trick, seeing that he is your vassal. <clears throat> uh, why did you let him love you? Your complaints have no foundation. Uh, reveals the ring and the, the corset, uh, or whatever. It's a corset, right? That she's just been wearing, and seemingly, um, Seemingly, nobody told her. She just intuited this is what happened when she was given these objects, right? Yeah. Yeah, that is the the vibe. Um, yeah, because there's a bit where, like, later Gunther goes, Siegfried's like, did you fucking say anything? He's like, I've never, all my life, I swore to you I wouldn't, and I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is also great, because as we talked last time, there's, like, this weird metaphor happening, but also in the text, like, seems to be truth of... Like, it doesn't stay outright that Siegfried has sex with Creamhild, but the ring and the, like, girdle or corset or whatever, all that now, stuff weird, points to it. The weird thing about this is that it implies, I mean, it doesn't, this is, like, not even implication, this is the text, is that, like, yeah. she is confused about what had happened to her that night because an invisible man held her down and raped her, basically, right? And yeah. she just kind of thinks it is the weird wiles of her kingly husband. Um, and now suddenly has the realization that maybe uh, this guy who she's felt weird about for literal years at this point was involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also at this point, could, you know, both like in the literal sense, they're talking about like, you know, Siegfried had sex with you. Yes. And then also in this metaphor, it was like, wait a minute. If he was invisible, <laughs> let me let me trace this back. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this chapter is great. Yes. Um, uh, the problem is they then have to because they're causing a disruption, they have to go to fucking Gunther. Yeah, they have to it. go to the king, who's the one who's supposed to be the judge over things. Uh, and this there's, is where they, they, they break. Yeah, the thing is, they, they break apart. And have a bad time. And then uh, Gunther is like, oh, why? Why are you so sad, my queen? And then finally, she explains everything. He's like, oh, um, well, we can't have this then, can we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And it's like in this very awkward situation, again, just like full flop sweat of like, OK, I can't reveal the whole ruse that Siegfried yeah. and I have. But also these accusations mean that Siegfried did the one thing that I told him not to do. Um, but also How I'm supposed to be the impartial judge as the king in all of this. <laughs> yes. And also his men immediately go, the queen has been disparaged. We need to murder Siegfried. And I yeah. have a plan to do that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so in terms of like the actual judgment he does, uh, he's basically like – Oh, your wife's spreading these rumors like you should punish her, you know, Siegfried. But are you, you, I, you're fine. You're fine. You know, like, wing, wing, wing nudge, nudge. We're not going to talk about it, you know. Hmm. <clears throat> um, but then uh, all of his men, all of Gunther's men are immediately plotting murder. And Gunther's like, mm, I'm not sure about this. Um, but they eventually convince him. Yeah. Um, 
And then how Siegfried was betrayed. Yes. <laughs> um. So the plan... There's, like, a, an extra step to this plan that I didn't fully... So, like, the plan is they send, like, some men that nobody knows to show up and pretend to be messengers from Ludigast and Ludiger. Yeah. Being like, we're going to invade you. Um, so that Siegfried would get all ready to, like, ride out and protect them. Which yes. he does. Yeah. Um, and while... When, like, Siegfried's going to go to war, Hagen of Tronek... Goes to Kramer. Uh, who's the guy who immediately thinks like was like, we need to kill Siegfried, and I've got yeah. a, I got an idea. Yeah, he was the most just like, we gotta murder him <laughs> right from the jump. Yeah. Um but he plays all like, you know, oh, I'm gonna protect your husband. Like you must be so worried with your husband going out. Um and uh so then she reveals trusting him, because also she's like known Hagen for a long time. Yes. Um Reveals that uh, when he slew the dragon and bathed in the blood that made him impervious, uh, a leaf fell on like the between his shoulder blades on his back. Yes. And so that's the uh, it's like a linden leaf, I think. Yeah. Um, and so that's the one place where he can be wounded. Um, and he's like, ah, in order to make sure that I know exactly where to protect him with my shield, do a little cross on the back of his of his shirt. Uh, so yeah. I'll know where it is. Um this is this is the most you fucked up. <laughs> I feel like she should just trust that in between the shoulder blades, a pretty good place to be armored. The guy's going to be wearing back armor, right? Um, mm -hmm. This is a pretty obvious place. Uh, this is like a really good time to just trust that he's going to be fine. He's been fine before. I wouldn't really worry about it. I wouldn't be telling anybody, even people I trust, his one weak point. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, like, if I have Siegfried, I would just, like, wear a shield on my back that would help protect it. But yes. then the, people will just assume that you're such a badass you've never have to take the shield from your back. You know? Yeah. It's like yeah. your affectation of, like, I carry around the shield, but I never need it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um. And then there's the one wrinkle where, like, he learns information and then those guys who did the false flag uh, disappear. And it's like, oh, I guess we're not going to war. I guess yeah. everyone just gets to go home. And Siegfried's like, oh, okay, well, I was going to fight the war for you, but I guess I'll just uh, skedaddle. Thanks for having yeah. us. Um, they're like, well, since there's no war, we were going to go hunting a giant boar. Since you're all yeah. ready to go to war, do you want to you want to just come with us on this little hunting party? And he's like, yes, of course I do. I love violence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's going to get Dick Cheney'd so hard. <laughs> yes. Uh, next chapter, chapter 15, how, uh, no, that, uh, sorry. Chapter 16 is how Siegfried was slain. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, managed to survive one more, one more week of reading, but yes, only by the skin of his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a feeling that I know how Siegfried will be slain. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to involve some sort of weapon and the space between his shoulder blades. Yep. Um, I wonder, I wonder if we're going to get too much else next time. I mean, he's going to die, but we know that that's the first chapter. So I don't know if there's like just going to be chapters of mourning. I feel like this is yeah, the kind of knows. thing where we'll get like at least one chapter of just everybody being sad. Yes. Um, but great reading. <laughs> this book yeah. goes hard. Yeah, it's it's a uh, good fun. Um the thing about this that's funny is, despite being truly the most aggrieved 
individual in the scenario, Brunhild still manages to be kind of a jerk about everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is which is truly the spice I come to classic literature for, where even though sympathetic character, you're like, man, they're real asshole about this, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's still a little bit of just like, you, you could chill a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Or at least, like, not be as... Like, you're mad at the wrong person, too, is some of the yes. vibe. <laughs> um, yeah. And she should be mad at, like, on some level, mad at herself for not trusting her gut more than she did. Um, also mad at her weak-ass husband, the the actual target of her ire. Yeah. And then Siegfried, and then probably shouldn't really be that mad at Creamhild. Creamhill had very little to do with this. Yeah. Other than seemingly knowing that this happened and never saying shit about it. But, you know, yeah. this is the thing where, like, what are you going to do? Right. This is this is the same problem Brunhild has. Uh, women in these stories don't have a lot of agency sometimes. Yeah. Um. Also, you know, how, do, how does Creamhill know? Maybe it was uh, like, I'm not going to bring this up in front of company. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, good, good reading. I don't have too much yeah. else from like what we talked about last time. So I feel like it kind of continued on, but yeah. some yeah. really, especially the, the middle chapter there just with spicy. the, yeah, the, the spicy fighting between the two wives and then like flop sweat Gunther, all great stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it for Saga. We'll read three yeah. more chapters next week. We're light reading, so, you know, it's always a little short, but that's all right. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, I mean, I, I feel like I fairly recently talked about some of the stuff I've been up to on, on stairwells, but uh, I, I am know. getting back to Final Fantasy VIII. It's good. I appreciate that. After spending an, an entire evening just, like, futzing around with CRT filters to try and find something I liked. Uh, well, you know, it ha- you only have to do it once is the thing. Yeah, that was, that was part of it. Um, and it's also what I had was like, fine. I, I, you know, I look at like screenshots of just like the, the, the switch port or whatever, like that, like new HD remaster one. Oh, and it yeah. always just like it. I don't think I'd be able to finish the game if I was playing it. Cause it just hurts me too much as somebody who like cares about PlayStation graphics, I guess. Yes. Um, uh, every time I see screenshots that, and I see the character models, I'm like, Oh, why'd you yeah. do this to this game? Um, it's so easy to emulate PS one games. I understand. Some people only have switches. That's the case. Go with God. Play Final Fantasy. It's one of the best games ever made. Yeah. Um, but, um, if, if you, if you can avoid it, please avoid it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same with like Chrono Cross. Anytime I see the yes. HD remaster Chrono oh, Cross stuff, God, yes, the upscaling is so bad. Um, the thing with the thing with eight, uh, I have not actually played it. I've only seen season cross. Is at least screenshots. At least eight feels like like they use the original art, right? They didn't do weird AI upscaling to the backgrounds like they did in the Chrono Cross one. Yeah, from what I've seen, from I don't know the like exact how they made it, but from what I've seen of screenshots of Final Fantasy eight, the backgrounds do look okay. But yeah, there's still like, like they're a clash just really blurry because they're up res yeah. compared to the the yeah. models. Yeah. Um, the but the Chrono Cross one, everything is a little weird and not just the character models. And I, I don't know which is worse. I guess it's to your aesthetic. But the Chrono Cross also looks really bad. Square Enix yeah. loves to do this. Yeah. I mean, with the Chrono Cross one in particular, it's like 
that is such th- those backgrounds I think are can be like very beautiful, but we're also just clearly designed for the way that CRTs will mix colors. Yes. Um, and uh, the the very bad AI upscaling is just seeing like connections between pixels that shouldn't actually exist. And so you get these like weird, like wormy lines throughout stuff all the time. It's mm-hmm. bizarre. Um, yeah. Yeah. It looks, it looks bad. I think you can still like switch some of that stuff off when you play it on the switch. Um, okay. But it still has a little bit of like the weird jarring clash between the three 3d models in the background that um, if you have just like a good CRT filter, we'll just smooth all that right out. Um, even if you like still upscale the model a little bit, but cause I think I have it like not at one X resolution, but two X for like the 3d models on um, final fantasy eight. And it, that's like just enough that it's like adding a little bit more clarity for the screen that I have, but then also blending it properly. So, um, yeah. Okay. But I mean, I, I got brothers. That was the last thing I did. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause you had to explain maze management to autumn. Just like I had to do Dia in yeah. multiple times <laughs> playing flower, sun and rain. Um, this is a thing that I learned way back in the day playing like advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I think this is the thing I learned just being into puzzles as a kid, like like books of like just like brain teasers and puzzles and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's one of those like facts that I'm like, I've known this since I was like an actual child. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, totally works for Brothers. Uh, brothers is weird because like the Brothers dungeon is like one of the few dungeon ass dungeons in Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> yeah you're just going around a bunch of like very modern locations and maybe there's a sewer every once in a while and then damn here's a fucking dungeon yeah this the screens just work different than any other screen in that game where it's not like you know you're viewing like a specific camera angle and you move the character throughout it every time you enter i mean it is a camera angle but it's like behind the character yeah yeah Yes, you have to really like get a grasp on your mo- your like movement through the space. Yeah, but if you just go right every time, you'll go all the way around the perimeter. Even though there's a middle, it like makes it very easy to manage because you just do the yeah. whole outer perimeter. And then I don't even think there's anything in the inside. I like tried going to them, but I was like, I think the only thing is the the one where you get the the bridge over into the center. So yeah, and then you meet uh, two goofy ass meatheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, one of those classic, like, old JRPG boss fights where the, yeah. the small one's the strong one, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. Then, where is that? What are you doing around the area in, like, the story? Um... So I, that's I just, Dayling, that's near Dayling city, right? Yeah. So you go to Dayling city and there's a mansion and the guy wants you to prove your courage by going to that tomb. Um, okay. and you just have to like walk in and check the sword. That's like in the first like room that has any other directions that you can choose. Uh-huh. Um, and if you check that and get the number, you can just leave, I think, and probably go back. Because that's all you need is, like, the, the student ID of the student that died in there or whatever. Okay. But then really you can, like, explore more. And, yeah. Um, so, it's because, like... Because that game is so cutscene-heavy, the discs are individually <laughs> relatively short, I feel like. So... 
especially disc one because like you know you've seen a lot of cutscenes. every character got an introduction and shit like that yeah um yeah i feel like the the disc must be ending soon but i don't know exactly i'm assuming it's, like after delling city yes yeah like i'll finish up whatever this delling city thing is and then it'll end and then um you know, be whatever comes next, but uh, Dailing Cities. Have you walked around Dailing City at all yet? I don't know if you've been able to do that in the game. Um, I didn't. I walked around a little bit, but when you first get in, it's like, oh, take the 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 uh, you know, bus system or whatever. Yeah, which is uh, yeah. This is one of the things I really like about Eight is that it 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 has a realistically sized city that you can only kind of explore an abstraction, right? Because yeah. cities are too big to fit into the scope of like a realistic video game. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you you exploring Dailing City is like getting an abbreviated montage of what it is to walk through a town because you have to take fucking buses because it's a, it's a city. Millions yeah. of people probably live there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do like the like you taking buses everywhere. Yeah. Um, this is also like, uh, especially Persona 5 for as much as it's not like my favorite Persona game. I mm. think it does give you the sense of living in a city pretty well because mm. a lot of living in the city is like you go the first few times and you have to actually figure out the train station and then yeah. you just know where the train station is. You don't think about it. So you can just like start fast traveling to it. Um, and you just go around to different places and you explore like a street most of the time yeah you know you're like this is the street with the shops and the restaurants i'm not gonna there's just residences down there i'm not gonna go down there like yeah <laughs> so yeah it gives that like vibe really really well yeah um but because i i always think about it. i had a friend uh who grew up in like rural tennessee and after i've been living in chicago for like a year or two was like what's your like castlevania percentage for chicago um mm-hmm. and i was like oh probably like two percent like five percent at most but that's high five percent is high and you just like couldn't believe like you haven't like explored more of the city i'm like you go to like the stops the train stops that you go to and the, yeah. the areas around them like <laughs> um if i don't have a reason to go on a street i'm not going to go on that street like there's just yeah. too many streets <laughs> yeah no that makes sense yeah um especially a city like this just has so many like artery streets that are the ones that you actually drive on most of the time so yeah yeah um but this means you've uh, hung out with Laguna, uh, which is good. Love yeah. that for you. Yeah. You dreamt you were a moron. Yeah, I dreamt I was a important. moron twice. <laughs> yes. Um, or maybe, how many times? I know there's the dream that's like, I think, in Delling City. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's also that one that's in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. those are the two dreams of being a moron that I've had. <laughs> yep. Um. I extremely didn't, the second time that I had the dream, put together that, like, a specific character falls asleep and then is, like, that character in the game. So it was yes. not my party, so I had to, like, my first fight, I was like, oh, shit, I have to, like, re-equip Move Guardian everything. Force and stuff. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I know that now. I mean, I knew that it was, like, 
you know, my guardian force and my abilities and stuff. Yes. But, but it I, is I, specifically like Zell yeah. is Ward or whatever. I don't know what the actual thing is. Like yeah. Squall is Laguna in the dream. Yeah. And that and one like I knew because you can't switch out Laguna. But I thought that the yes. other two was just whoever else was in your party would be those yeah, two. Yeah, no, no, no. But no, no. The mechanic so. of that is really weird because then like the fourth person who's hanging – like. Not everyone who's go who falls asleep has the dream, right? Like it, it's only the three people. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I mean, in the forest five one, guys now, right? Yeah, in the forest one, I think like um, I forget if it was like Zell and Kestis who were still awake. Mm. Have um, you met? Have you you've met? You've gotten Irvin, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have all six characters. Yeah, but I. I think Irving is after that forest. So yeah, he was there. Yeah. 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 Um, I have not really like put Irving into the party yet, but, uh, that's fine. I mean, yeah, there isn't that mechanically that much difference between characters. This is the PlayStation final fantasies in general have, I guess it's like six through eight all of the problem where like everyone kind of does the same shit most of the time. So it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. Um, Eight in particular, everyone's very much a blank slate other than their one, like, kind of they have like a weapon tendency based on what weapon they have and their limit break. And that's mostly yeah. it. Um, I mean, and the limit don't break- use Irvin very much. Yeah, I, use, the- I, I always use Zell because Zell's limit break is impossibly OP. <laughs> um, I've not even interacted with the limit breaks that much because it's like when you have low HP and I just have not. The game's not been hard enough that I have had low HP very often. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, the thing with that is it's when you have low HP and then it's a percentage, like, or it is, a, it is a probability based on like your HP versus your max. So when you get, say, under 30%, you can just start reloading this, the unit. Is it triangle maybe to reload the menu yeah. screen? Um, yeah. And it will just roll the dice again on whether or not you can limit break. Um, yeah. I and did, you can cheese uh, that to incredible effect. There was one that was like a guardian force battle. So one of the the main things that I've been doing in the guides is there's a little part that says like, uh, you know, GF alert or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and it will tell you the conditions you need to meet to like get the guardian force. So that's the main thing that I've been like, I'll like flip through sort of generally Mm -hmm. in the little, uh, digital version of like the walkthrough that I have. And then when there's the guardian force thing, I just like make sure that I know the, the, um, like conditions that I have to meet. And for um the Diablos, I think. Yes. Um, there's a part in there that was like, oh, you know, if you have selfie in your party, um, and like people get KO'd, but she's still there with like low HP, there's some or like if everybody's low HP, it's like very easy if you just keep like keep hitting the triangle until like you get her limit break. Uh oh, and then yeah, she has a thing can, that will heal everybody. Yeah, yeah, she can do all sorts of wild shit with her limit break. Yeah. Yeah. She has a she has a really rare limit break that will instantly one hit KO literally every any enemy um called the end. It just it finishes the battle. Uh and uh <laughs> it is how I was able to beat the optional secret boss without modding one of the rarest cards to give you like an item that like makes you basically invincible for like 10 turns, which is the way you're meant to do it. Um and uh that was very nice the day I was able to do that. <laughs> you don't get anything. You get like a little fucking key item for it. It's not worth doing. Um Yeah. Um one thing I did is I got the the card mod ability. Um mm. and I was like I'm not playing this game. 
Like, I'm just not going to play the card game. So I've just been turning it most of that into like anytime it seems remotely useful. I'll just turn it into like whatever item you get from it. Um, And so because of that, I've started turning enemies into cards in part just to get that fodder. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, um, the the problem with that, I mean, it's not a problem, but the, the best items are modded off of the cards you can only win in like the hardest battles, right? Like you get yeah. character cards. Uh, oh, this is like the fucking Zell card. Um, and that one will mod into something really fucking good. But getting that requires you to actually engage with the systems of Triple Tribe, which you're not going to do. Yeah. Um, I just know that that's a thing that would slow down my, yeah. uh, and, and like endanger my chances of winning, like beating this game. So, yes, no, um, that's one of those things where like I played a lot of trouble triad when I was a teenager. And when I revisit eight, like when I, we did it from normal mapping, I basically did not touch the cards once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I extremely loved Blitzball when I first played Final Fantasy 10. I don't think I will ever play it again. I will probably yeah. replay Final Fantasy 10 and 10 two at some point. Because this is, mm-hmm. it's been long enough that I want to revisit them. Um, they're probably my favorite Final Fantasies of like mm-hmm. any Final Fantasies. Um, they're my second favorite Final Fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like when I go back, I'm just not going to do Blitzball because I I don't live the life where I'm going to pour like 50 hours into Blitzball. Like <laughs> I never understood Blitzball. I tried. I've tried multiple times. And I just can't get my head around it. I don't know how to play the game. Um. I don't know if I would know anymore. I extremely knew how to play it. I mean, that first, there's like that, they like tutorialize it with that one uh, match, but that match is like impossible to win too, which I just feel yeah. like disincentivizes people. And to I, I like, like watch videos and I've read guides and I can follow them and see success. But the minute I have to go beyond like, please apply the things that we've taught you into doing it yourself. I genuinely don't know what I'm doing. I just, yeah. I, I can't internalize the lesson. It's like, I, I literally, <laughs> it's like people who can't wrote like, envision a 3d cube in their head right yeah i just can't do it and it's not it's not like i'm bad at these like i played a bunch of trouble triad i played a bunch of tetra master one and nine even though that one fucking sucks i got pretty good at sphere break the the one when i played 10 2 back in the day when i replayed 10 2 there's a fucking great utility that just solves sphere break for you if you put it in on your computer um because it's it's just uh math it's very dumb sphere break sucks uh <laughs> um I feel like I feel like I did the math for sphere break back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Me, yeah. 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 Um, um, but 10 two is an incredible game, but it's also like 17 different mini games that are all fucking terrible. It's wild. That game is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, it's it's it is just one of the best Final Fantasies ever made. Yes, absolutely. Both yeah. things are true. It's like it's it's just <laughs> confusing and complex. It's it's like a game where it's like people should play it, and I think it's really worth playing and it's really good. But also, in the middle of it, you're gonna have to fucking match the monkeys together, and you're gonna say this is the worst game I've ever played, and you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um. The other, I I played it a little bit the first like two or three days that I had it and then haven't gone back to it because I, when I have time to play games I want to do Final Fantasy 8 right now yeah. but I did get Persona 5 Tactica um, <clears throat> so if people want to hear more about it they can listen to the stairwells where I like, like really explain the the way that the battle system currently just seems broken I'm hoping mm-hmm. it will like try me more in that as I get further um but if you know how to get all out attacks easily in that game, it's just so that 
again, the, the, like, here's the, like, you know, good to get rewards, clear, uh, like goals that you try to do are so high, like so far beyond what I do just by doing the, you know, or like I, I could be doing way worse and still be getting them. I, yeah. I don't understand it. I don't know. Is it just this easy or does it get harder? So, yeah. Um, but it's, it's cute. I, I like this art style of it a lot. Um, it's like a um, good chibi style. Yeah. It has the it has the thing where uh, much like Persona Five, I think the menus are un unconscionable. <laughs> I hate Persona 5's menu like ideology. Yeah, um, can you just fucking align your text and your boxes so it looks nice and not like a fucking weird disaster? Uh, it's not quite as bad as um, Five or that uh, that new fake Persona game. That one has a UI. I'm like, why why did you go oh, yeah. harder? This is yeah. just undiscernible at this point. <laughs> um, the thing that's wild to me, too, is that I, I do think, like, previous Atlas games have pretty good AI with, like, good font choices and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Persona 4 and 3 are stylish-ass video games. Yeah. I think 5 just goes, like, too far into a stylization that I find, like, so busy it's, like, hard for me to parse. And at yeah. that point, I'm like, if I if your menus are hard for me to look at and you're a fucking menu-driven RPG, what are we doing here? The thing that's wildest to me about it is that there's, like, there are ways that Persona 5 feels like it is, uh, like, very Shibuya K-inflected. Um mm-hmm. But I wish that they, like, did Shibuya K typography then. <laughs> Instead of this, oh, like, yeah. weird, uh, bad version of punk that it, it yes. feels like it's trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. It, it should feel more like French pop from, like, the 60s than it does, oh, is man. my opinion. That would be good. Yeah. Um... Because that's really the vibe that you want to go for to like fully embrace the Shibuya K. So, mm. um, but yeah, um, I feel like that's the, those are the big things for me gaming right now. That's fair. I uh, gaming wise, I've been playing Final Fantasy fifteen, which I can't talk about because that's abnormal mapping shit. I'm yeah. enjoying it quite a bit right now. Uh, it is November 29th, and I'm in chapter 12 of Final Fantasy 15. And you're like, that's really far to Final Fantasy 15. You're correct. Uh, but I'm playing a new game plus, and I'm I'm going to try to maybe pick at some of the post-game stuff. Because that game's weird, because as a post-game, like when you clear the game, you get a save, and then a bunch of new things unlock in the world that you can go do. But also as a new game plus, and I'm playing new game plus, but the new game plus doesn't carry over those post-game unlocks until once again you clear the video game and have like a post-game save. Um so to see a lot of the bonus stuff that I didn't already collect the first time, I still have to rebeat the game again. Um, so I'm probably going to do that next week and then kind of chip at the DLCs, which we're doing the DLCs, and then um, uh, maybe do some of the post-game stuff, but also maybe just play a different game. Because, I mean, I like Final Fantasy 15 a lot, um, but I will have put another 40, 45 hours into it replaying it this time, even in a new game plus. Um, and that's enough. That's totally yeah. fine. I don't have the completionist RPG streak in me anymore. And also that game has like just really intense post game where there's like a bunch of really long dungeons and a bunch of really hard bosses. I could easily put 150 hours in that game if I wanted to do everything. I don't live that life anymore. Yeah. 
Um, I enjoyed Final Fantasy 15 a lot and just like fell off of it for some reason. Like pretty, not like I was, you know, five, four or five hours, maybe five hours, but not like one or two gaming sessions. I'm done with this game, but I got like pretty far into it. Mm. Um, I may have actually been closer than I think to beating it, but, um, I fell off of it and then I, it was just too long where I'm like, well, I just have to restart it now. Cause I don't know what the fuck, like, I don't know what my party composition is anymore or anything. So, well, that not a problem. Yeah, 15, that's true. You only control one character. <laughs> um, yeah, the combat system is okay, but not really what I want from JRPG combat. So, yeah, um, I uh, really like 15s, uh, but it is it exists in the context of um, Square Enix continuing to try to figure out action games, which they still have not truly successfully. Uh, this is I'm burning up normal mapping cast. I think yeah. the 15 is really interesting experiment on elaborating on 13 and it leads into like seven remake. Um, it doesn't really have as much combat wise to do with 16, which is good because 16 is fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, but you're um, not here for an action RPG, right? Like, I don't know really your speed at all. Yeah. Um, I think like 13 was my of like the more what I would call like modern style of these yeah. like Final Fantasy combat systems. I think 13 was my favorite. Um, yeah, because it was I mean, still that's 13. 13 has like the stylization in action of an action game, but it is a menu driven turn based yeah. video game. Yeah. Um, and that's ultimately what I usually want from yeah. From an, 13's I, battle system is fucking great. I, I believe that ATB is like just a thing to try and make battle systems seem more exciting. Um, yes, that's fair. So, um, I like ATB, but you're not like this literally is the professed reason for it existing. And, yeah. uh, there's, there's a certain point where like, uh, it can kind of get, I don't know, not get in its way, but like, you can kind of see the matrix on that and be like, I don't really, it doesn't matter to me if the, there's a time bar going up or not. I will still feel the rhythms of the RPG um, because yeah. I've played 50 of these and I know how this works. Um, and then there's also just a way that it, like, I feel like it extra incentivizes to just like attack when you don't know anything else better to do rather than like to take a moment and, and think about it. Um and I would rather like take the moment to think about what should I be doing in this fight instead of, I mean, sometimes there's just the, the regular like encounter you have and you just hold down the button. So everybody attacks and it's over in like, yes, 20 seconds or whatever. But the thing um, I like about an ATB is when you're losing the battle and you're desperately trying to heal as the bars are filling up and you're like, I need to get, I need to get potions into these guys before the boss can attack again. And I don't know if I can do it fast enough. Cause I have to dig through my menus for the right stuff. The problem is most of the ATB games are relatively easy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and like the, especially Final Fantasy seven, Final Fantasy seven is an easy fucking video game. Yeah. And the case, I think like one of my favorite that has sort of like a, a time bar thing like that, but then it does also stop, um, mm. is grounding it too, because there's also so much of like, depending on how you time it, you'll like, if you attack and do the hit within the window, then an enemy is going to like, is planning to attack. You'll then delay their attack or whatever. So there's like all mm. these ways that you can like manipulate how time is moving by like actually thinking through and like strategizing which enemy to attack and stuff. Um, I don't know shit about ground yet. Yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, there's also a little bit of a version of this with, um, Oh, what's, what's the name of it? Um, I was playing it on switch and then I fell off of it cause I decided to do final fantasy eight instead. Um, I don't know. You have to be more specific. Um, I mean, we were talking about it on this podcast. 
Uh, we talk about a lot of things in this podcast. That's true. Um, I mean, it's the one that's like Persona esque, but not. Oh, Caligula Effect Two. Yeah, Caligula Effect Two. I was trying to yeah. think of yeah. That has like a little bit too where like attacks take time, and then you can like time yeah, the it way out. That one works is really interesting because it yeah. it feeds into like a you want characters' attacks to overlap to feed into a combo system. That's really neat. Yeah, once you like get a handle on it. Um, and then it also like has it specifically setting it up so that you'll like delay some of your attacks to like hit yes. the enemy at the right time and stuff. Yeah. Um, Sam. So, yeah, that's where I, where I enjoy that like, you know, timer. And then usually it is that, like it stops so that you can like assess what's going on with the time bars and like try and plan out the best way to do this to like mess with those time bars. And I I always find that a lot more engaging than just like the, you know, everything's just kind of running active, active time battle. So, um, but. Yeah, I, the the battle system in Final Fantasy VIII has been fine. Like, yeah. I'm it's not the thing that I'm enjoying about it. So, it's but very I feel traditional like, turn based uh, thing. Uh, there, yeah. There's the bit where Squall gets to pull the trigger. Uh, there's that. Yeah, um, which I feel like of like PlayStation Final Fantasy games, I enjoy them a lot. But that is one of the things with you know the whole active time battle thing, where I'm yeah. just like, eh, this combat system's fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's there's other innovation happening like on other PlayStation RPG stuff, so, um, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've been playing anything else. I've been playing Castlevania Lords of Shadow two, but I don't have anything to say about it. I've been enjoying it, which is funny because I <laughs> fucking hated Lords of Shadow and I fucking hated Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fate. I didn't finish either game. Thought they were very bad. This one's been all right. And then I'm then I'm nearly out of Castlevanias. I'll have the 64 ones to play, which uh, I'm kind of waiting for the Mr. Core to get in a slightly better spot for that. Um, they're playable, but I don't know if you can finish the games and they might have some weird bugs still because that core is in active development. And then I have uh, the Saturn um, Symphony of the Night, which I'd like to play just for curiosity's sake, like a Maria game. Um, and then uh, that would that's it for Castlevania. Uh, I'll have played everything. <laughs> um, I have not played nearly that much Castlevania. <laughs> They're not making more of them. I'm, I'll yeah. be out of Castlevania. It's fucking weird. Yeah, I feel like at some point they're going to make another Castlevania. But yeah, but I don't really want modern Konami to yeah, that's true. Give Castlevania to some terrible developer like they've been doing for Silent Hill. Yeah. Um. God, the fate of Silent Hill is just. <laughs> as somebody who like that was my horror game i mean that and parasite eve um yeah. you played a little bit of third birthday oh i started third birthday <laughs> yes when i finished final fantasy 15 third birthday is going to be my bedtime game i've been staying up late to play final fantasy 15 at night um I, but I got third birthday. I, I put it on my Steam Deck instead of my PSP just for the laughs. Also, because I could map the camera movement to the right stick, um, yeah. which is nice. Uh, that game, I immediately see why people didn't like it. Um, even before I know, I know the story goes really off the rails. But yeah. um, I also think there's something about like Aya going backwards in time into the bodies of people during monster attacks, do missions. That reminds me a lot of Lightning Returns. 
apparently there's some team overlap. So I might not just be like on one with this. Yeah. Um, you can get the lightning costume. Okay. So, well, I'm really early. I can't get any yeah. costumes right now, but, um, uh, yeah, that part's kind of neat. Uh, I, it, it being a sequel, to, I mean, I haven't, I have not played Parasite Eve 2. Maybe it makes more sense, but as a sequel to Parasite Eve, uh, it's unhinged. I'm like, what? This has nothing to do with Parasite <laughs> Eve. It's, I mean, I feel like it's unhinged compared to Parasite Eve 2 as well. Okay. Um, yeah. It's not I like, like Parasite, Parasite Eve 2, Eve 2 but it's going to like fully bridge the gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, third birthday is not a good game, but I do just have weird affection for it as somebody who really likes Parasite Eve. <laughs> there is a certain quality to the PSP RPG where you sit down because they're made for like Japan commute culture. You sit down, you play for 20 minutes, you, you see some games and then you fucking put it away again. And then yeah. that's all you got to play for one day. And it just fits into like a bedtime game better than most games that I'm going to play. Yeah. Um, this is why I played the amount of Persona 5 Tactica that I played, which is that it weirdly has that, that loop. But yeah. Um, yeah. Like, when I, when I play Lord, when I play Lord of Shadow 2, I'm like, I need to commit to like 45 minutes or I'm going to feel like I didn't do anything. Um, and I'm going to like kind of lose my place in some of the bigger levels. And, um, I don't, I don't feel that way about third birthday. Run down the hallway, shoot the monsters. You get back to base. Yeah, it's just a mission like Crisis Core, this Monster Hunter, um, Fate Extra. They all scratch the exact same. They're all built the exact same way. You play them for 20 minutes because that's how long your train ride is. Yeah. Um, truly one of the great things about PSP games. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even remember what you have to do to get the lightning costume in third okay. birthday. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just rolling around as no normal. I I'm like three missions in, so I'm not very far into the game. Um. Oh, this says how to unlock it: complete the game thirty times or more, <clears throat> or collect fifty-seven or more total different feats from hard and higher difficulties. I will not be doing that. I will see if there's a cheat to just unlock costumes. Yeah. I'm sure there is. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I do think I got this costume somehow, which means that I had to play it at least twice. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, because yeah. 57 is half of the possible things between hard, deadly, and insane. I'm not playing on hard. I'm yeah. <laughs> Um, it was a bedtime game. I'm I'm playing it to chill. I want to mindlessly shoot guys. The the part of doing it thirty time. I did not do that. <laughs> no, I I would assume not. <laughs> who who play? I know that there are people, but uh, as much as I love third birthday, it's just a weird thing. Um, not beat it thirty times. <laughs> yeah. But so far, the um, when she gets hit or clothes fall off mechanic has not really been a as big of a deal as everyone talking about that game made it out to be. Yeah, it's not at the level of like a what Senra Kagura or whatever. Is yeah, that the, I was thinking yeah. about uh, Akiba's trip. <laughs> yeah, Akiba's trip, too, is like way more yeah. 
it's it's just like they're like showing damage or whatever but um there are a couple of the costumes i think that you get where it is a little bit more that but um yeah yeah um the the like base outfit that you have it does just more feel like the end of a horror movie where like the person's uh you know clothing is all torn up and they're all bloody and stuff yeah Um, she's got she's got the claire redfield going on basically yeah yeah um, but people um, definitely did talk about it like it was a weird porn game yeah which like there is still the mechanic where she takes damage and her clothes get tore up and sometimes they tear up sexily like they, I'm not saying they're yeah. not guilty of this but definitely people sold as like this is a weird titty game and I'm like I'm mostly running through Holly <laughs> shooting alien demons <laughs> Um, I was trying to find an image of the costumes and like the various breakdown of them so I oh. typed into Google third birthday costumes and I found a bunch of <laughs> clothing that you would put on a child for their third birthday yes um but god why is this the tiniest image ever whatever i'm not i'm gonna stop looking for this (laughs) because okay um Um, but yeah there's like an image of her lightning here in the lightning outfit which is very good it's not the lightning returns lightning outfit it's original lightning outfit which is uh weird to me yeah um there is like a sexy santa and like a uh you know bunny outfit and stuff too yeah, sure. Swimsuit. It's still you know, one of those games. The PlayStation Portable. Yeah. Maid's uniform. Okay. So. Um, yeah. Uh yeah. More I'll probably pick at that, but like like I said, I'm kind of I'm kind of full speed on finishing 15 first. Yeah. Um uh oh, mental health update. Since this is where I put this in, the, in my oh, podcasting yeah. life, um, I saw my psych uh, on Monday. This is coming out the week after, so whatever. Last Monday, and uh, she put me on Stratera, which I oh no, yesterday or Tuesday, and uh, which I got today, and I took my first dose. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm on ADHD meds. Yeah, because that one's like an SNRI. Uh, for ADHD, it's going to take like three weeks to start feeling it. She's like, uh, don't expect anything for the first couple weeks. Um, and it's not even if we do continue on this one, it's not I like I'll probably get my dose upped because I know I started on like 40 milligrams and I know the normal dose is like 80. Uh, so it'll probably be next month. We kick it up a dose or maybe a month after that. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not expecting huge changes, but it is nice to just be on. Like we had a nice little uh, meeting. She went through the thing. She's like, "Oh yeah, this all checks out. Let's uh, get it done." It was very quick. <laughs> yeah, that's the my psych appointments too are like weirdly. I mean, I think there's a certain amount of like they want to know that you're also seeing like a therapist where you would. Yes, I'm. Yeah. Yes, I'm actively seeing a therapist. It's been going very well. So yeah, because she I was like, like <laughs> normally, normally my intakes are much uh, longer than this, but you you seem like you're in a good place and you're you're going to therapy and you seem to know exactly what's going on. So I we don't need to do a whole lot of extra here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, mine was similar because <clears throat> also I got. Like, this is a, a psych that my therapist knows and recommended as being like, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 So it was just like, you know, uh, he knows my therapist, stuff like that. So yep. um, it doesn't seem like they're like close friends or something, but just. No, know, no, no. But, you yeah. know, they have a working relationship. City, people who work in the same yeah. thing will probably might know each other, you know? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it was just like, oh yeah, you're like seeing therapy, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. I feel like the most of the questions was like, do you want something that's just ADHD or would you want to try something that's like, could maybe also address depression since like those get linked. Yeah, mine was me. like anxiety. Um, yeah. but she was like, I was like, I feel like my anxiety is pretty well managed by my therapy. And she agreed. And she was like, you might even see some, you know, anxiety gains as we treat the ADHD also. So, you know, that'd be a nice bonus, but I don't think you need extra anxiety meds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and especially at this point, like the, the intake was pretty, pretty quick, but it was still like a, you know, half hour appointment or something. Um, Mm -hmm. or at least like that's the time we have. And now it's just like a quick check-in. Like it's like 15 minutes tops, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's just like, how, how are you doing? How's the dose feeling? Um, yes. You know, all right, I'll see you in three months. Like, (laughs) yeah, I was going to ask her to not put me on a stimulant because I didn't want to be on the, uh, Adderall scavenger hunt that a lot of my friends are on yeah. um and she she automatically suggested stratera anyway because she was like i want to start with this because it's not like it doesn't build up the same way in your system where you get a tolerance to it and it uh isn't uh a controlled substance so you know if this doesn't work we can move you on to stimulants and i was pretty happy with that that's exactly what i wanted i didn't even have to ask for it so yeah. good outcome yeah i know it's like i have to wait for to see results but um that's fine I knew yeah. that wasn't the compromise I make by choosing that. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. Hopefully, hopefully it, that works. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else I've really been up to. There was a thing I was going to ask you about, or like, I was like, oh, we deliberately have to talk about this after we do the mental health check-in. And now I don't fucking remember what it was. Uh, that's ADHD for you. <laughs> um, I mean, the one thing I, I was also going to bring up was Nerissa's birthday, but yeah, that, that yeah. was it. That okay. was it. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to know if you bought the merch. I did. Um, okay. So I, I, I looked thought, and I, I thought the pin was really like, uh, sorry, the, the pin's nice. The ribbon I thought was in- incredible. I was like, man, that's really nice. I think the shirt's super mid. <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked the, um, the ribbon and the pin as well. Uh, the ribbon in particular uh-huh. is like, like, that's just her ribbon. Like, that's great. Um, And then the shirt, I was like, well, if that fits me, that could be a nice, like, you know, sleep shirt or something. Um, So I ended up just doing the merch set because I managed to get the limited version. Oh, you got the limited? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. I've never gotten a limited. Um, (laughs) I've only tried like twice, but I've never been able to successfully get a limited. it, It like, there was like a little period where like, she showed it before it went live. And so I was like, yeah. Oh, I might just try and get the set. Uh, and I yeah. went and I was like, Oh, there's still like a limited edition one. And then like, literally like I'm completing the pre-order and then like yeah. the chat is blowing up that limited sold out. So I like got one of the last ones, I think. Oh yeah. So, they sell out so fucking yeah. fast. Yeah. Um, so good job on that one. That's exciting. <laughs> um, so I feel like that probably won't be the case with like future birthday stuff. Uh, yeah. Even if I like the set, but I was like, especially for it being the first one. It, yeah. Yeah. It I, was think fun. The, uh, I think the uh, art, uh, f- like the art that comes with it is also really good. I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. The thing is like none of the, I think the shirt is the worst thing in it and it's still yes. fine. So yeah. Um, my, um, my thing with Narissa that I've realized watching clips recently that isn't in the art, uh, the art actually avoids this problem is I think her bangs look sh- like shit. They look so greasy to me. Because they're like so separated, I'm yeah. like, please wash your hair, Narissa. It looks <laughs> gross. 
Um, yeah, the, the wood of the bang, like the bangs hang are not the best. Yeah. But they, they, I'm, I just like your hair's dirty. Like it looks bad. It's, it's entirely because the bangs are like really separating the strands in a way that just look weird. Like she's going to get a new outfit at some point and it'll probably have different hair yeah. enough that this won't be a problem going forward. But whenever I see her, I'm like, please wash your hair. You look gross. <laughs> your, your, your character's not gremlin enough for this. Yeah. Uh, very much not. Her vibe is I have clean hair all the time. Yes. So, yeah, it doesn't fit. Um, but Did you see her and Kiara going to the fucking Maldives. Yeah. <laughs> um, or well, as she uh, described Kiara, it on the members only stream, their honeymoon. <laughs> okay, because uh, Kiara went to the Maldives <clears throat> with Rene, I think last year, the year before that, or whatever. Um, and got horribly sunburned because she posts pictures of yeah her real self. Like if you know who Kiara is, not very secret. Um. And just got like lobster red cooked in the Maldives. <laughs> looked looked beautiful, incredible place. Um, seemed like she had a lot of fun, but it's very funny that she was taking other girls there. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I think it was a thing that Rainy showed her. Uh, like, oh, I, we go here; it's nice. Uh, so, and then I saw I saw a clip literally today of Narissa uh, admitting that she doesn't really know how to swim very well. And when Kiara heard that, she was like, "But you agreed to go to a beach vacation with me." <laughs> Yeah. Um is also very concerned that she doesn't have enough cute swimsuits. She has three, which she doesn't think is enough for a beach oh, vacation. Yeah. So um, Well, Kara's uh, a bit of a amateur fashionista, so I understand yeah. the insecurity. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. But the other, I'm excited. Uh, she said that she was going to do some like Christmas Carol karaoke's, uh-huh. like probably multiple. Um, and the one that like just happened on the members only stream, she was talking about she wanted to do Christmas carols, and I mm-hmm. think people talked her out of it because it was like not close enough to Christmas yet. Um, and I'm annoyed about it, but there was a part Boy. where her sister came in at the end and they did a little bit of Silent Night. So, oh, nice. Yeah, which sister? Um, Anerisa, who's the one who like shows up the most often on stream. The pink one or the nun one? Pink is that one. The pink one. Okay. Um, who? I mean, she's the one who also is like does professional singing or something. So oh, okay. Um, I did not know that. I know yeah. I don't follow Nurse as much as you. Yeah. Um, I was watching a bunch of karaoke of Nurse earlier today just because I knew we were going to talk about Nurse. Um, and they she did like a mu- all musicals uh cuts like karaoke yeah. at some point, and I listened to it. Um, one there's one video of her trying to do the opera from Fifth Element, which is really funny because she knows she can't do it, and <laughs> um, she tries it anyway and just bursts out laughing multiple <laughs> times in attempting it. Yeah. Um, because it's really like it's truly hard to do for a real person. It's not meant to be done by real people. Yeah. Um, but uh, the one the thing that really surprised me, I guess it didn't really surprise me because kind of where her voice is best. Um, her Rocky Horror Picture cut of Touch a Touch a Touch Me was fucking great. I was yeah. like, man, you just nailed this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there are like certain songs where it's just like, oh, this is the song for your voice. Um, I yes, I feel <clears> like. Um, I know she like does like classical singing, but I feel like her voice is just a little more like Broadway show tuny than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, her. I mean, she also watches tons of musicals, so I'm not yes. surprised that she has a, a yes. singing singing style that's well suited to musicals. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think she's like done some musicals before as well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. 
the during the like most recent karaoke stream, uh, she did a bunch of requests at the end and was like clearly just having fun singing a bunch of songs. Some of them very poorly, including ones that she's like, I know this song. I've never before in my life tried to sing it, <laughs> but I'm just going to do this. Um, yeah, there's one there's one I watched because I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And it was one of those. And I don't know what it was. Let me look at my history, my YouTube history, because I ended up enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, going into the hospital really fucked up my watching VTubers. Like, I just don't. I, I haven't watched a from local morning since I was in the hospital. Uh, Bad time. Yeah. I watched some clips, but like, I've just not watched anything. Um, just had like a real reset in my habits since then. Yeah. Um, um oh, handlebars. She's saying handlebars, which is very fucking oh, funny. Yeah. To me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but a song that like I have a lot of teenage affection for still, um, but it is an unhinged song to sing it, it, when you're a VTuber because it literally ends with you going that I could do a Holocaust. Yeah, multiple times. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, it was approved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially like so. There's a part where um, somebody requested Black Parade, and it was like a a decent amount into the karaoke. Um, and that's Black Parade's not really a, a song for voice anyways. And it's one that you just have to belt if you're doing karaoke. Uh, yeah. And so she was like literally like having trouble with her voice and called in her sister. Like, I guess her mom was watching the stream and was like, you know, she needs you <laughs> to like her sister. So then Anirisa came in to finish Black Parade um, and that then came funny. back a little bit later and they like did some some various songs together. Um but it was also funny because she was like doing her encore and then her sister came and then they just like kept going. <laughs> That's so, good. Um, but yeah, uh, that was a very, it was like, I think the rowdiest of the karaoke she's done. So I think it was the most fun. Um, mm-hmm. But because I know like her, I mean, her, her first one, she had all the technical difficulties as well, which I think yes. just like made her really anxious about all of it. Yeah. Um, so and she, like, I think already felt pressure to be like, oh, I'm the singing one. I need to, like, even though karaoke is supposed to be, like, more fun and not singing the songs the greatest, I still want to, like, be doing songs I know really well and everything. But yeah. Um, yeah. Especially once her sister, there's a part when her sister came in um, where they were trying to think of, like, other songs that they could sing. And Narissa, like, before looking it up on the karaoke or, like, checking if it was approved, all of that stuff, would just start singing the songs. And it's just be like, you, you're, aren't you supposed to check? Uh, which is also very funny. But, um, yeah. That's yeah, good. like, uh, Anirista, the, the pink one, um, also was there for the, the birthday stream. Um, mm-hmm. so, which especially, um, she like, I think briefly mentioned it during the birthday stream, but especially the like members only stream before that, uh, she was talking about like, oh, you know, I have a big family. So like, I never really had big birthday parties. Um, like I would get gifts, but not like a ton. Like my birthday never felt special, which me coming from a big family, I'm like, yeah, this is also why I have like issues around my birthday. Just in general. Uh, I mean, there's more to me specifically, but um, so just seeing her like have a blast doing a birthday and like forcing her sister to come decorate a cake with her. I was like, this is good. (laughs) Um, So. 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was. It was a. You know, the the birthday stream was fine. I mean, it was good seeing the like forcing her sister to decorate a cake and stuff. But yeah, Did I think the karaoke. What? Did she have a bunch of Collins? Um, not too. I think like uh, there was a pre-recorded thing from Fuamoko. Um, and then later they joined along with Bibu for like a little bit. Um, okay. And then Shiori called in towards the end. Um, but yeah, there was there wasn't too much uh in terms of like various people calling in. So. Huh. Okay. Oh, she made a cake. I see. Yeah. I always like when they do a bunch of call-ins. I because you see you see people interact that don't necessarily do a lot of collabs sometimes, and I always enjoy that. But yeah, I think um, I think that there was like especially with it being the first Advent birthday and stuff. It seemed like mm-hmm. she wanted to do call-ins, but it was like harder to organize everything right away. So okay, um, I I guess I've not been following that closely, but I feel like um, she doesn't do a ton of collabs that aren't with Advent unless it's hanging out with Kiara. Am I just wrong about that? Um, she does some other ones. Uh, like I knew, I know she did one with, uh, Louis. Um, oh, right. Louis did a fucking ridiculous one with, uh, Fuamoko the other day. Cause Louis got a thing for twins. Um, not in a particularly lascivious way. Just thinks twins are the best. Um, and, yeah. uh, they had a good time. There's the, that one's like all in Japanese. So you have to go find subtitle versions of it, but, uh, it's very fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bit where she's like, I like it when twins fight and then like riles them up. So they start arguing and just like sits there and basks in between the two of them yelling at each other. <laughs> um, Yeah, I feel like there's been a couple others. I'm trying to think of some of the she doesn't like uh, I feel like the most regular ones are Advent. But um, yeah. some of it also seems to be uh she seems to have a, a lot of anxiety about whether or not people like her in a way that I'd identify with. But, um, okay. I know there's been times where like people have like reached out and talked to her and she's been like, Oh my, like, you know, I was all nervous to message you. So, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think she's just like very anxious about other people liking her. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think every collab has been somebody proposing, like saying to her, like, let's do a collab, but, um, mm-hmm. Oh, there was the Ollie wedding. That was that was a collab. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, man, <laughs> this is an unhinged stream. Forgot about that. Um, yeah. Uh, the one other funny thing this this was on a um, members only stream is there was a part where she was talking about how she asked management where the line was in terms of like yes. being kind of horny. <laughs> Um, and they said that Marine Sencho is the line. Maybe there's some things that Marine has done that you should not do. <laughs> um, uh, it's weird because I feel like they express it in such different ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, like Marine just has like really honest. I'm a horn dog, and I'm I'm like just expressing my life. Uh, you know, I wrote a bunch of smutty fanfic and whatever. This is who I am take it or leave it. I feel like Narissa's is so much more of like a camp projection. I don't think it's ungenuine, but I do think it's like a yeah. position. It's there's like a there's like a role she is playing. There is a way that I think she's more in that marine mode in the like members only streams. Oh, okay. Um like she's talked on in, in there of like here I'm just like 
you know, if I am like horny about a thing, I will just be honest about that. Whereas like in the normal streams, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm always trying to play it as like a flirty thing more. So, mm-hmm. um, which well, means that I feel like that... the members only streams are kind of chiller because it's not just this weird performance around it. Um, I think that's just generally true yeah. of most VTubers. Yeah. Um, how, uh, tragic is it that she actually ended up liking the stupid vampire guy in Baldur's Gate? <laughs> um, I mean, it's still funny to me that it was specifically when she realized that he would drink her blood that she went all in on him, but it is still tragic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, the number of times that that man has had to like wake up and record a cameo for Narista Ravencraft at this point, <laughs> <laughs> people just keep buying them. God. Um, and I like watch everyone that she retweets and like, you know, now he's going to be like, I believe we are acquainted. <laughs> So, um, there's one where he just like listens to her cover. <laughs> so, and seems like genuinely surprised that it's like an actual professionally produced cover. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it truly like podcasts, and then especially when I'm working from home, I just have like YouTube, and it's like. Narissa streams and then like uh your let's plays just oh, in yeah. there so yeah since since i was in the hospital i had a podcast backlog that still is not cleared up um uh autumn's been churning out the coffee and comic books and it's really been fucking up my workflow in terms of listening to podcasts <laughs> um also stairwells is like back in like an ideological way so those are long episodes yeah um, I haven't even listened to the most recent Nana because I know it's the long one, uh, even though it's only one volume or whatever. Um, yeah, I think so. Well, it's like yeah. it's like three and a half, but yeah, it is it is one volume. It's long, it's long. Um, um, even at two times speed, that takes a long fucking time. It, yeah, it I, does. Listen to, I only listen to podcasts at work, so. Um. Um, yeah, Yeah, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the Let's Plays. They're very dumb. So many podcasts dropped today, the day that we're recording. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I put up normal mapping a little early and then I didn't even get reactions for it. So like, what was the point of putting out early? I might as well wait until the normal time, which I feel a little sore about, but what are you going to do? I can't make people listen to the podcast any faster. I'm just going to be honest about the fact that I did that for hopefully to get discord reactions. I didn't really get them. Um, because I want them immediately, and it's a three-hour podcast, and no one is expecting it to drop on fucking noon on Wednesday when it's a Thursday pod. I get yeah. it, but yet I demand. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the one I was in the middle of listening to <clears throat> okay. as I was driving home. So it was abnormal mapping. Good. Um, I uh, thought it was a good episode. I need to to catch back up with GGP because. Stuff just happened where I fell off of, like, having the time to watch anime. Like, I just had some, like, mm. weirdly busy weeks. Um, yeah. And so I was, like, a few episodes behind. But then it's just become harder to go back to watching Gundam. But... Uh, you should make the effort. This one's yeah, worth it, I think. Yeah. I, I was really enjoying Gundam 00, but it was just, like, um, you know. I mean, some of it, too, is that there was this period where I, w- I would... During my lunch breaks, I would watch for like Ghost Divers, but it would just be like I was always watching anime. Um, yeah. 
and now I'm like reading so much more. So sometimes I do that on my lunch breaks. Um, yep. Yeah. And no, so I, I, I understand how it happens. I'm, yeah. Uh, but I, I do want to get like my plan is tomorrow. I'm going to get back to watching Gundam double O. And then once I'm like caught up with Gundam, I'm going to do watch Reservoir Sai since we're not reading yeah. that manga. I can do that one, but I've been saving yeah. that, that half of it. So. Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't expecting Double O to be like clearly better than Rosa Versailles, but that's where we're at. Rosa Versailles is good, but it is not hitting in the way Gundam Double O is to me. Yeah. Um, uh, looks great. Rosa Versailles looks great, but uh, it is also a manga about um, people with their weird moral conflicts about whether or not the fucking French monarchy is good. And I'm just like, y'all can't wait for people to start breaking out the guillotines but i don't know if that even happens until the end like maybe that's like the fucking last episode i don't know how rosa versailles goes it's like yeah. really weird knowing it th- like knowing it's the french revolution manga but an anime but not knowing how far it goes into that um is is been weird it's a weird experience for me yeah um i'm still looking forward to it i bet it looks fucking beautiful oh it does do that yeah um 70s anime be hitting different <laughs> truly uh but yeah double o's been good um yeah. from what i've seen and i'm i'm looking forward to getting back to it um again just ominously reminds me of ibo in some ways that's interesting yeah um that's uh good for me because um ibo is the other one people actually like ahead of us um and double O is one we were not expecting. So if like if this if it, if they can be similarly good, I will be very happy about the future of Gundam because, you know, coming off of seat, it was like, man, maybe there's never going to be good Gundam again. Yeah. <laughs> I know people like IBO and like some people I, I trust like IBO, but also if, if that's the only one then it was it would have been a bad five years and double O immediately like really charming us. Um we have a great time, really like it, uh, has been heartening in a world where I was like, man, maybe this whole thing is washed and we're just going to have the longest trail off into nothing that's ever been. Yeah. Um, hopefully there'll be some other stuff in there. Yeah. It's not going to be the seed movie. <laughs> no. But at least that's just a movie. Oh yeah, that one can't hurt me. I'm I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to seeing it. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, let's same. see what the fuck they do with that shit. It's gonna yeah. be dumb, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like it. It's not gonna be dumb enough to overcome my distaste for Fakuda's everything. Um, but I am curious as to how bad it'll be. Yeah. But I'll watch it and do a podcast and never think about it again. Yeah, I will. I will sit in a theater probably, just because I can. Um, mm. and I will watch it in one sitting, and I'll be done. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so no matter how bad it is, it's like, you know, I sat through all of Napoleon Dynamite, like. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. The faces look um, so bad, though. They really, they really, somehow they made this thing look worse. They Over time, they, they made it look worse, which I didn't think was possible. Um, It's weird to put that much money into making it look worse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. So where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Fox Omnia on basically any social media thing that I'm on, but especially Twitter. That's the, the main one that I use. Um, still, despite everything. Um, 
listen to my other podcast, uh, exportodd.io will take you to like the Patreon for the, the network, but there's like links to the podcast in there. Um, Ghost Divers is the one where we're currently doing Nana. Um, and then, uh, Pondering Putan is just a fun comedy podcast that I do with my friend. Um, and Ornate Stairwells. Movies are fucking back. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. Sometimes I post on Blue Sky at EM being. Uh, I think that's what the Blue Sky one is. Um, and uh, most of my podcasts can be found on normalmapping.com, including this one. Um, please check out the most recent Abnormal Mapping, which is a grab bag of uh, four small games that we talked about. I think it's really good. Um, that is a weird one because I played like 10 games last this month and all kind of all of them I have problems with. But I like talking about games where like I'm it's not Shenmue where I go in and like this is the greatest game I've ever played. I just have some thoughts and they're kind of conflicted. And I, I think it's good to do that work. Uh, I think abnormal mapping, I like it that we self-select and play mostly bangers, but it is nice to play some kind of mid or troubled games and talk about why they are mid and troubled. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good for me. Uh, anyway, um, our movie podcast, Repertory Screenings, is also back. You can check that out, RepertoryScreenings.com. We just put an episode on Master and Commander. Um, next week will be an episode on The Jerk, uh, which will already be recorded, so can't send any questions on that. And uh, looking forward to talking about that. I'm watching that tomorrow. I have not seen it before. Um, I'm, it's one of Destiny's favorite movies, so I'm hoping... She hasn't seen it in a long time either. She's like, I'm hoping this holds up. And I'm like, it's probably fine. Um I'm not super worried about that. Um, and uh, my Patreon is patreon.com slash mapping for $1 a month. You get the great Gundam project. We recently had uh, Grant from Chip and Ironicus Let's Plays and other bunch of other podcasts on uh, this week. Talk about Double O and Rose of Versailles. That was great. Um, I really I really pitched uh, Grant on doing uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 Let's Play, um, which is not his call, really, because he doesn't play the video games. But I did try. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know, Chip. I can't I can't ask Chip um, for five dollars. You get me playing uh, Final Fantasy Tactics every week. That's been going well. We're in Chapter three um, and uh, Blockbusters. Our Hollywood movie podcast is coming back in like two weeks. With G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, which I'm sure will be dumb, uh, but I'm looking forward to doing that. And for $10, you get VoIP Life, where our most recent episode was about movies that we had watched while over the strike and a bunch of terrible shit I half watched in, in the hospital when I was on pain pills and sleeping a lot. Uh, I People seem to really like that episode, even though it's it's truly just me and Jackson having a chat. Yeah. Um, no high gimmick on that one. Uh, I really enjoyed it. In part, just me remembering that, like, listening to people talk about movies is my my favorite thing with yeah. podcasts. Like, you know, hearing you all talk about video games, also great. But just there's something about movies because they're so short, like, compared to a lot of other media. But you just get so much bang for your buck that it's just like mm. it's so easy to talk about a movie and talk about, like, eight other movies in the process in a way that. Yeah, um, that's fair doesn't hit the same with video games. So, um, yeah, it was just great hearing about a bunch of movies. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's it. This podcast, uh, next week will be about the next three chapters, 16, 17, 18. Um, are we taking any weeks off for Christmas? Do you know? Um, probably a little early. Yeah. I was, I was like planning out my, um schedule so probably 
what i think our recording that would be the 20th or no the 27th the 27th would be the one like our last one of december um i probably won't even be in the state to record okay. a podcast so that's fine because yeah. i will be i will be getting an abnormal mapping together for that because that records on the 23rd so once again perfect timing <laughs> yeah um but otherwise we will we will re- you know record through until then so okay that sounds good so we got a couple weeks of uninterrupted podcasts i hope you all enjoy them uh please share this podcast if you liked it um, if you want to make the hosts who are both deeply insecure happy, please go into the Discord and tell us things you liked about it specifically. Um, that's always nice. Yeah. Maybe share anecdotes. Don't make ALF jokes. <laughs> I hate them. I yeah. fucking hate them. Um, I, and this isn't a bit. I fucking hate them. The thing this, is, this, this is the gift at the end of the podcast. I fucking hate the ALF jokes. I truly do. Yeah. The thing is, I like calling the podcast ALF because, like, Oliver is like ELF in in icelandic to it me just, it's just the acronym it's yeah. just the acronym i don't think about it beyond that i've never yeah. watched alf in my life so i don't like the alf jokes the only one that i liked is when we returned from our uh from a day a week off ancient mecca made the uh alf it's back in pog form but put the like inserts of our podcast art in i thought that image was very cute yeah um and i, I think it was that. like in pod form or whatever Yes, yeah. back in pod form. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it was very good. Um, I appreciated that one specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, but I don't care I about that Alf fucking jokes. alien. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, thanks again for listening, even if you did make Alf jokes, but please knock it off. And we'll be back next week. Until then, we're out of the podcast. And then we were out of the podcast. <laughs>